Hey, this is Keith. It's time to talk about EMF harmonizers, EMF neutralizers, blockers, reducers, and personal protection devices of all kinds. And the question, of course, is, do they work? Coming up. EMF Remedy is dedicated to helping you understand which electromagnetic threats are present in your home, and whether in the context of your current home, one you're considering for purchase, or building a new home with comprehensive protection designed in, EMF Remedy can help you reduce your family's exposure to harmful, man-made electromagnetic radiation. Hi, this is Keith Cutter with EMFRemedy.com. You are listening to Reversing Electromagnetic Poisoning. This is a podcast for people who are serious about taking control of the electromagnetic environment in their homes. And today we're dealing with a contentious topic. There are really hot... um, hotly held opinions on both sides of this. And since I'm asked regularly about this topic, I want to tell you where I'm coming from and what I've learned and what I'm able to measure or not measure. And I just want to say, because this can be such a contentious topic, that If you love your harmonizer or your neutralizer or blocker or whatever, I'm not going to take it away from you. (laughs) You're free to use these things. But people who haven't gone down that road and, and have a legitimate question, you know, is this something that they should pursue? I'm going to go ahead and give you my opinion on this and yours might differ. So I'm going to try to give some specifics in my discussion here. All right, so this is more complex maybe than it might seem. And it's complex for a couple of different reasons. There is something called the placebo effect, And we'll talk about that more in a little bit. And it can have a real physiologic impact. It's also complex because from a logical standpoint, you can't prove the non-existence of something categorically like these devices. So, although I don't know of any harmonizers, neutralizers, blockers, reducers, or whatever you might want to call them, I don't know of any that are helpful. That doesn't mean that there isn't one that exists. So that's that's kind of a logic 
thing. I, I can't, I can't prove the non-existence of something. What I can share is, and I will in a, in a few minutes share a very elaborate and amazing uh, story about one such device on a grand scale with a large cost. And I can tell you what my experiences have been. So let's go ahead and get into it. And one other thing before we get started. If these worked, I would go find the company that had the best one. And I would align myself with that company and I would work for them for a living. I mean, if, if they really delivered on everything that they said they could do, that's what I would do for a living, right? I, my first career was in high tech. I was working for Apple Computer Company while I was still in college. And um, I later transitioned over to the Hewlett Packard Company, and I worked there for 15 years. I have a lot of experience around technology is the point that I'm trying to make and bringing new technologies to market. And man, if I knew of one that really worked, I'd go work for the company that, that made it. And I would, I would forget this business of assessment and remediation and encouraging people to change their, their habits with regard to EMF exposure and just, embrace the you know what whatever solution is out there that makes that all unnecessary okay so those are just a few points of context and i want to tell a story here now you will find this story documented online on a website the name of the website is ei wellspring and I believe that stands for Environmental Illness Wellspring. And it's a lovely website, and it appears to be constructed by somebody who not only knows what they're doing, but cares very much about people who are suffering as we do. And whoever owns that website has taken care to document something and and I'm going to take you through this. I'm not going to read the whole thing cuz it's quite long. But I'm trying to give you a feel for what's being documented here. It's neat because the the this case took place in I believe it's Sweden. And the original documents are in Swedish, which is problematic for those of us who speak English, so it's neat to get insight Anyway, you can go there and check this out yourself if you like. But the the introduction says a small company installed systems it claimed diverted dirty electricity, stray electricity, ground currents, and radio frequency radiation into the earth through an elaborate grounding system. It also sold modifications to cars to make them radiate less. These services were offered to people with electrical sensitivities. 
the systems were based on the common misunderstanding that these electrical problems can be fixed with increased grounding. A court ruled that these systems did not work as claimed and barred any further sales. Wow. Would that be amazing to see something like that happen in North America in, in this age? The article describes the court case and provides appendices with technical details and explanations. So I'm not going to get into the name of the firm and the people and whatnot, because that's not really relevant here. You can find that at EI Wellspring if you're interested. Besides, I can't really pronounce Swedish names anyway, so I wouldn't want to be offensive in that way. So the firm offered an elaborate grounding system which it claimed reduced or even eliminated the ground currents, stray electricity, dirty electricity, or transients, and airborne RF radiation. It supposedly did that by sending them deep into the earth. And the main feature was, if you can imagine this, a deep bore hole that was at least 200 meters, which is about 600 feet deep with a thick copper cable going down to the bottom of the hole. Wow, isn't that intriguing? I mean, it, it almost sounds like it should work, right? And, oh, grounding, yeah, that's a good thing. Oh, copper, a lot of copper. Wow, a really deep hole in the earth. I mean, at some level, it seems compelling, doesn't it? So the, the firm actually had a patent on the system and the special cables. It charged, are you ready for this? I mean, you know, the harmonizers you can buy on eBay range from, I don't know, 10 bucks to two, 300 bucks. It charged at least $75,000 for an installation. And customers had to sign an agreement that they would follow the firm's instructions and they were discouraged from discussing their system with anyone who didn't own one. Here's the thing, the grounding system didn't actually work. When customers complained that they saw no, and bear in mind, this thing was marketed to people who were suffering with electromagnetic poisoning. They don't call it with that, of course. They call it electrical sensitivity. Anyway, when customers complained that they saw no health benefit from their new system, they were told to took time for their bodies to adjust to a low EMF environment. Can you imagine that? They were also offered to buy primary modules, which were actually ordinary copper clamps. They were instructed to install on the copper wires. They were told this should help. One customer installed dozens of these clamps over several years. Can you imagine that? It's not working. They go buy clamps. Still not working. They buy more. They put more on for several years. Sometimes the customer was told that additional copper cables 
had to be added to the borehole. In some cases, a customer was even told that the borehole was, quote, saturated. Well, that seems plausible, right? And a second borehole had to be drilled. Some of the later boreholes went as deep as 400 meters. Well, that's over 1,200 feet deep. I can't even imagine how much they must have been charging for that. And these guys had a loyal following. The idea that such an elaborate grounding system can send unwanted electricity deep into the ground seems plausible to most people. Even among electricians, it's a common misunderstanding. And I'm reading from the article here that the Earth is a sort of wastebasket for electricity and electrons. It isn't, by the way, electricity always runs in a loop. Now, just as there were some customers who knew that they were not receiving a benefit from the, bo- from the product, there were some customers who did feel better. So listen to this did feel better after the installation of their system. This is probably due, and I'm reading from the paper again, to the placebo effect where people get better on their own because they expect to get better. It is a well-studied phenomenon and is the reason new drugs are tested on patients who don't know if they get the real drug or an inactive placebo pill. It is not unusual for 20% or more of those on a placebo to report that they feel better. That some of the customers had a placebo effect does not mean they imagined their electrical sensitivities. Studies of the placebo effect have found that more elaborate placebos are more effective, in quotes. A large and colorful placebo tablet is more effective than a small, plain pill And a saline injection is more effective than any placebo pill. Sham surgery is yet even more effective. It is not surprising that there was a placebo effect in some customers. The installation was quite elaborate, with a big drill rig operating in the yard for several days. The special patented cables and the large expense. There was also a closed community that was cultivated by the company through its newsletter and encouragement to only discuss the system with other customers. This was in Sweden only, by the way, and they were looking at going worldwide. And I'm going to tell you what happened to put a stop to that, by the way. International patents, by by the way, were secured for several countries, including the United States, Canada, Australia, Japan, etc. A corporate structure with subsidiaries was being constructed with Electrical Environment for All Global Invest AB as the corporate owner. Okay, we talked a bit about uh, satisfied customers. But the dissatisfied customers were saying neither the grounding system nor the car modifications actually worked. We're not going to talk too much about the car. 
modifications. And neither did the, quote, upgrades. Customers were losing patience. The firm discouraged the complainers by, are you ready for this, threatening them with defamation lawsuits. Some customers complained to the authorities, including the consumer ombudsman, but got no help. Several customers complained to the Swedish Electrical Sensitivity Patient Organization, which promised confidentiality. This organization is known as FEB in English. FEB hired an expert to take a look at the deep grounding systems. He contacted some customers who were satisfied with their system and asked if he could make measurements, but they all declined. The company had apparently told This is amazing. Had apparently told its customers that such measurements could somehow damage their expensive systems. Isn't that rich? He got more cooperation from the dissatisfied customers and was allowed to do measurements on a system before, during, and after it was dismantled. This way he could fully document that it did not work. It did not reduce the electrical fields, magnetic fields, straight current, dirty electricity, or radiofrequency radiation. The system actually increased the amount of ground current in the soil and caused an imbalance in the electrical service feed. This wasn't surprising at all. The document says, and specific data is provided at the end. And I'm not going to go... I'm not going to go into much more detail on this. The first lawsuit against FEB, isn't that interesting, was heard by a court. They were precluded from advertising to this community of electrically sensitive people. And the firm was asking FEB to compensate for loss of profits due to the missing ads. Unbelievable. Uh, The court ruled in favor of FEB, by the way. The second lawsuit, the FEB leadership decided to stop the firm through legal means. Large sums of money people had paid for the system and the ongoing upgrades, the fact that the public authorities had not stepped in, the aggressive way the firm tried to silence the opposition were weighty parts of the decision. So... Basically, and it goes into the meeting in court and the testimony of the expert witnesses and whatnot, but the verdict was the court, which the court issued on November 20th of 2015, the four judges were in a unanimous ruling for FEB on all counts, and the court ruled that the firm's advertising was misleading, it was unreasonable, and since the product it sold did not reduce or eliminate EMF. The commentary offered in this paper is as follows. This is an important ruling since the bogus system was based on common misunderstandings. It happened in Sweden, but it could happen anywhere. If the firm hadn't been stopped, it would likely have started selling its product globally as it was planning to do. There are people elsewhere who have the same basic idea that grounding can solve problems with stray electricity, dirty electricity, etc. 
People who are sick and desperate are easy prey for sellers of products that do not work, especially when technologies seem a bit mysterious, though plausible, and are promoted with great salesmanship. EMF is complicated and will seem mysterious to most people, including most engineers and electricians. So, very interesting read. I suggest you take a look at that if you are interested. And I offer this as a bit of historical context. Because I think it's helpful. Although, you know, these systems were at least $75,000. And your typical harmonizers, neutralizers, blockers, and reducers that are advertised on the internet and that you can place in your office or your home or uh, near a router or on top of your electric meter or whatever it is. They're usually a lot less expensive, maybe only up to say three or $400. Some of them are a little bit more. The one I bought was a thousand and they had a model that was several thousand dollars. The words, I just went through a search on the internet today and I was looking in particular at the words that are used to describe these solutions because I think they're interesting. It has, you know, it kind of captures this idea that, well, there, there's something real here and just because I don't understand it, but it seems plausible and maybe it'll work. So the words that, I, that I've noticed in the advertising copy for some of these products are the following. Harmonic, a perfectly good word. It has a, a, a specific meaning. Scalar, ionizer, protection, quantum, ion, shield, generator. Here, here's some of the claims that I saw today speaking about the, the item for sale, that it transmutes EMF into a harmless state. Uh, the inversion of the left torsion field from phase wire network creates a scalar field that protects you. Anyway, very interesting. Okay, so where does all of this lead us. We have a, a historical context of a very large, very elaborate system that seemed like there was some, you know, potential, and they actually had some really satisfied customers. And it just seems like the more it cost, the more people were willing to to invest in it. In fact, uh, one thing I didn't say about this case is that several customers became investors in the company itself and helped in the promotion. We had a good discussion there about the placebo effect and how it really does work. But my question is, does non-native EMF actually cause harm? And if so, are we just feeling better even though we're being harmed, or is something mystical happening in the body where 
the EMF can no longer harm you. So I'll, there's nothing I can do to, to help provide clarity on that. I can measure fields. I can set up a, a situation where there's a router in a, in a room and a meter a certain distance away, and I can measure the field intensity for RF radiation in this example. We can make other examples with magnetic fields and electric fields and dirty electricity. And then we can introduce one of these products. And my experience has been in all that I have looked at is that there's no difference in the measured intensity. Now, part of the ad copy for some of these products very cleverly says that your device will continue to work, but the energy will have been turned from a harmful energy to an actual health-giving or a neutral energy. Well, so I have, I have some questions about that. How come it measures the same? How come it continues to work, right? I mean, please think about this. If your Wi-Fi router, if you're using such a thing still, continues to work with the harmonizer next to it, only it's fundamentally changed the energy to where it's no longer harmful, but it's either neutral or, in fact, helpful to our physiology. That's the claim. Why does this still work? I mean, what exactly is being changed so radically that it goes from bad for you to good for you, yet the, the router computer connection still works. Likewise with these devices that you can stick on the back of a, a cell phone and have, you know, the same kind of an effect, my question is, well, then why does it still work? Why does it still work with the cell phone connection why does it still work with the wi-fi that's part of the phone and why does it still work with the bluetooth that's part of the phone and why does it work with the faint gps signal that the phone is receiving you know so none of those things are altered and yet the energy is somehow being so completely changed that it's gone from harmful to helpful, or at least harmful to neutral, uh, doesn't make any sense. So look, I'm, I'm not here to tell anybody how they could or should spend their money. That's, you know, that's your decision, of course. I'm just sharing what my experience has been. When I try to measure the effect on all the devices that I've looked into, I can't see an effect. I can't say that no such device could ever exist because that would be a logical fallacy. I can tell you that if one did exist, I would be doing that, not this, <laughs> because this is, um, yeah, this is a lot of work. And I mean, if there was something that worked so comprehensively that everybody could just put one in their house, even if it cost a thousand or five thousand or you know dollars, 
why wouldn't we just do that instead of being careful about our exposures and whatnot? So where does that leave us? I would say, if first of all, if you're listening to this podcast, you're serious about taking control of the non-native EMF in your home. And I would say, whatever resources you're willing to dedicate to that, first, get an evaluation done by somebody, hopefully local, and who's qualified and you, you trust to do this work. Have them put together a remediation plan for you and execute that remediation plan. When you do that, you'll have measurable reductions in electric fields, measurable reductions in radio frequency fields, measurable reductions in dirty electricity. And if it's a wiring error or something local to the house, you may even see reductions in magnetic fields, but of course, ambient magnetic fields like from power lines and whatnot can't really expect to remediate those. So what would I suggest? I would suggest you apply whatever funds that you have available to getting control of your non-native EMF environment in your home to things that can be measured, where you can see measurable reductions. And if you have something left over and you want to buy a harmonizer or neutralizer or blocker, reducer, personal protection, um, I would say, yeah, go ahead. I mean, if that if that appeals to you, some of these things are they're pretty. They're they're beautiful to look at. They're often made out of copper. I made a little bit of jewelry. My wife and I did that for fun for a couple of years, and copper is a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. So I hope this has been a help. A deep look at this topic of harmonizers and other products. And I just want to get my thoughts on the matter and my rationale for uh, the opinion that I hold on this out there as a matter of public record and that you can share with, with your friends and I can share with future clients who have the same question about these because it is really compelling when somebody says you can just keep doing what you're doing, pay some money and this will make it all right. That's really an appealing thing, right? So hope this has been helpful. This is Keith Cutter with emfremedy.com. If you're getting value from these podcasts and you would like to support our efforts I would appreciate that. There is a link in the description for the podcast as to where and how you can become a financial sponsor at a modest rate on a monthly basis for the show. And it helps if you're willing to just take a few minutes 
and leave a review on whatever platform you use to access the podcast. It's a help because other people who are looking around for a podcast on a particular topic, they like to see reviews before maybe they become interested in in sampling a podcast. So that's a help. And if you have a relationship with the Creator, I'd love to have your prayers that our efforts here would be a blessing for many. Thank you for your time and for your attention. This is Keith Cutter with EMFRemedy.com. We'll see you next time.